Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? Kel Strauss and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, Merry Christmas. As always, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's a little bit of a different Merry Christmas, Friday. nonetheless. <laughs> um, Meg, I just have to say that I have a really big wish list for Santa Claus this year and oh, Lord. I, I, while I realized that we're all unpacking our gifts right now and doing that whole thing, I really hope the, the Christmas magic will carry through to the weekend because there are still some things I need the big man and the North Pole to cover off on for me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I completely agree. Um, all I want for Christmas is the Eagles to stay in last place. Um, all I want for Christmas is to not get swept by the Eagles for the first time since 2011. Yep. Um, all I want for Christmas is for, uh, us to do something mm-hmm. on defense. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is all of those things. I'd love to have, um, Leighton Vander Esch feeling better, but I'm pretty positive with what we think looks like a high ankle sprain. That feels a little questionable. Um, all I want is for Zeke Elliott to be back and us to just totally dominate the run game and carry on over like TP's touches, but bring a new dynamic that just not new because they've been together this year, but like renewed. Like build, build upon that momentum that he was able to have. And hopefully Zeke will kind of have some, some force underneath him because he's kind of seeing the the discussions about how well Pollard's doing. And he's like, Oh, like I gotta, I gotta step up again and whatever. Like I just, I have that fire boy. Let's go. I have some hope. And I know we always go into these Fridays, um, talking about uh how dire it seems at times but I want to kind of dive into this matchup and see where your head's at because I just feel like the last time in week eight when we faced this Eagles team it was just a totally different story quite frankly on both sides of the ball obviously Carson Wentz was the starter and then Ben DiNucci was starting for Ben DiNucci for the Dallas Cowboys after um Andy Dalton had his concussion so this is a redo. It's a redo. It's definitely. But I, I swear, like, I can't do this this sweep. I can't. I was just talking to a friend of the show, Greg Ritter, last night, and uh, 
we were like, that would be the most 2020 nonsense ever. Like since 2011, we haven't been swept by them. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I can't and I shan't. I can't um, and I shan't and I went. And I went. <laughs> so I have to be totally honest with you. I was, I was feeling pretty okay about the odds for this Cowboys team, you know, going into this game for many reasons, obviously getting Andy Dalton, you know, back comparatively to the last game against the Eagles and blah, blah, blah. And just the momentum and, and just, you know, the fact that this is such a, a storied rivalry and it feels like divisional games and rivalry games, you can never tell, you know, they always play different. It's just yeah. deep seated, dare I say, hatred. And <laughs> there's just a different level of motivation that comes when these two teams face off. Yeah. So there's no love loss there. Right. But watching the two it, it was the Oklahoma on Oklahoma crime last week with Arizona and the Eagles. I had some pretty decent <clears throat> takeaways coming out of that game. And I hope that the Cowboys, I'm sure the Cowboys were taking notes because um, Jalen Hurts is, might be the real deal, man. He might be the real deal. Yeah, no, um, that's probably my biggest thing to watch for he's like a little bit of an x factor granted we don't know too much about him and his the way he plays um we've gotten to see quite a bit and what i've seen i'm you know nervous about i think um something that i was listening to the ocho and he had um some bleeding green nation man on there i apologize for not remembering his name off the top of my head but <clears throat> He really brought up the uh, the point that, like, Carson, I guess there's – I'm not tapped into the Eagles community, so I'm just taking him on face value here. But he was saying how Carson um, kind of didn't really have the team um, and he really hasn't this season. And the fact that these guys are riding for him, like – or for Jalen kind of – brings in a new like renewed sense of like hope and stuff in that team which is kind of we're not seeing that necessarily as far as like renewed hope because we don't have Dak but like the fact that they're able to gel this <clears throat> late in the season with the circumstances I think that's kind of slightly paralleled there but like maybe they're seeing Jalen as their future and Carson as their past and like I just think that's an interesting dynamic he's going to be a big X factor for me going into this game, like to see how he rallies his team in like such a, like you said, storied rivalry. So um, that's what I'll be looking at. Yeah. I mean, Jalen hurts. I think the thing with him, he's putting up, if you just look at last week's game alone, it's his second career NFL start. And, you know, it was, it was fun. The storyline between him and Kyler, obviously the Oklahoma quarterbacks. And that's just, you know, QBU, man, like shouts out to Lincoln Riley and, you know, honestly, Bob Stoops and the legacy that he built, but either way, impressive what they've been able to churn out of that program. Um, <clears throat> but I, I just look at the numbers that Jalen put up and quite honestly, there was, there was a couple things where it felt like it really wasn't his fault why they won the game. You know, there was some mishaps on special teams and <clears throat> just some weird kind of things that happened that, it just, they only, I mean, shoot, they only lost 
by a touchdown, basically. And he's putting up numbers comparable to Kyler Murray, 383 yards, um, you know, 102.3 QB, QB rating. Like he's just, he's three touchdowns. Like the man was going off and it would have been especially poetic if he would have been able to actually land one of the two Hail Marys at the end of the game. Yeah. It was just, I just felt like Jalen gave them a reason to compete and he spread the ball around to nine different guys, you know, and himself also, he's a threat in the run game. He's, he's, he really is. And it just feels like he brings a different dynamic that this team hasn't had to prepare for. I mean, he kind of reminds me, dare I always make this comparison? (laughs) Freaking any, any quarterback who's mobile, you're like Russell Wilson, but you know, it, it kind of, it can kind of remind you of that concept. And even honestly, I think there were some, some comparisons made to, um, I feel like I, who was I talking to or who was I listening to? I feel like there were even some comparisons made between Dak and Jalen at one point because so it, I agree with that though yeah I I think Will McClay even kind of agreed with that I because that was what I, w- I don't know where I wish I could remember the context that I was digesting this information but someone basically was talking to Will <clears throat> and was like well I mean what's the I, I look at a guy like Jalen and he kind of reminds me a little bit of Dak and J- and Will was like no actually that's funny you say that because it's it's a pretty you're not far off in that comparison. And we had some really good conversations with him, blah, blah, blah. So um, I noticed when he, his first game uh, starting, when he broke loose, I was like, that's so Dak-esque. And like, just to hear, like, like I said, the comparison with like how he is in the locker room, I was like, this is more of a comparison that I can actually see. Like I, and I, people can say all they want, like, oh yeah, Carson and Dak similar. I'm like, no, I never saw that. I never understood that comparison. I was like, I'm, this might be me being salty, but I don't think it is. Like, I don't really see the way that they're similar just because they were drafted around the same time. Like, okay. Right. This is more of a comparison that I can see just the way that they're able to like, they're a lot more dynamic. They're big bodied guys. He can run. He can't like, he's can throw it on a dime. Like that's, and the locker room part, big part of like why I can see that comparison. Which sidebar real quick, when we talk about locker room, because <clears throat> yeah. I love that you bring that up too, because, uh, you know, you have to note the, the chemistry that Jalen and the, the spark that Jalen's brought to this team. Yeah. And you saw, did you, did you see Dak? He gave all, he gave the guys segues yesterday. <laughs> I did not he, see that. He gave, I can't, I don't know. All I know, I know, um, I don't know who he gave them to. Maybe maybe the entire team, I'm not sure, but he was in the locker room giving out segues. And so that was his Christmas. That's amazing. Right? Like, you know, again, like the man hasn't been playing for the majority of the season and he's in the locker room trying to just bring a little light to his guys. And I love that about him. Like he's wonderful. So um, shouts out to Dakota P on that. If you want to send, um, girls talking boys a segue we are happy to partake because you know listen I don't know what I would do with it but me either I would, you know, have fun figuring that out exactly exactly 
Um, so yeah, I mean, back to Jalen Hurts, like I just, I think that he's, he really is the X factor. And in my opinion, I mean, they're now averaging 25 points per game in, in these last two games average. And that's almost four points better than when Wentz was behind the line. I just feel like the balanced attack is something that they bring to the table. Um, and I mean, literally like, there's guys like Quez Watkins, who's a rookie, who's got, you know, he, they, it plays like that where he's able to, he's able to elevate a team. You know, this guy is not a playmaker for, for the Eagles. Like he, Rager is supposed to be your guy who's going to be your, your rookie all-star wide receiver. Right. And Yet Hertz is like, listen, man, like I'm going to, I'm going to get you the ball and you're going to be the guy who's making one of the biggest plays in the game because that's just how we're going to roll. And it, you know, for someone who's coming in for their second appearance, you would think that their mindset would be to lean heavily on the obvious weapons, like the Ertz, the Alshon Jeffries, like the, you know, just the guys and, and, and the Ragers, like the guys who should be, the bigger like the names for you right but that's not that's not how he's approaching it and I think that's a really good sign for the Eagles in terms of his maturity in the position and comfort level in the position already yeah and I and I don't mean to repeat too much of the Ocho I really did enjoy this that episode though um that dropped yesterday um it was Brandon Gotwin by the way that he had on from bleeding green nation, but he was just like, it's just, it's obvious that um, Jalen hurts is more willing to run the offense. Yeah. Just plain and simple. And I was like, that's actually a really good point. Apparently like there was a um, report that came out at the beginning of the year about Carson and how, uh, and about a couple other players as well and how the players can kind of control their fate in the game, which you would, normally would say oh yeah that's the coach decides who gets to do what and it's like he was resistant upon trying different things he was like I'm not playing a fool's offense and then to see um Jalen come in and have some immediate like spark not necessarily like success running the offense like that's an interesting uh anecdote I thought so yeah things to think about yeah a hundred percent um so yeah, I think the Cowboys are defense. They're gonna and the fighting Mike Nolans are gonna have their hand <laughs> with um with what this Eagles revamped offense is going to bring to Dallas. Um, but I also thinking about areas that they can exploit. I mean, again, I think that one thing that the Eagles do a poor job of is they are not having strong starts. And they kind of get in a hole early. I mean, last week they were already down 16 to zero. And it's really, really difficult, I think, for any team, but especially a team that's not really a good team, um, to claw out of that. And and I think that's an area that this Cowboys team can hopefully exploit where they can come out quickly and try to really, truly get that up-tempo offense going and and get some points on the board to, to just create a gap and a disparity on the scoreboard that to me would be a really, really awesome, (laughs) awesome thing that we could do (laughs) Kellen Moore. Um, so, you know, I think that 
that's one thing that I've noticed with them that they just struggle to kind of get themselves out of that hole once they've dug in a little bit. Um, I also think they have a lot of issues in the secondary, which we can relate to. Although uh, Darius Slay is supposed to be back, which I hate that journey for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be slayed. I don't either, man, but here we are. Um. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. So I think that their corner, I mean, their secondary is just, a little suspect and you know they were able to be exploited against against Arizona which we all know what they bring to the table offensively so that comes as zero surprise but let's not let's not knock the talent that we have on our offense either because you know we are still technically speaking a top rated offense and the weapons that we bring to the table are bar not, I mean, they're just, it's just next level. I think it's just a combination of being able to put it all together, which we have failed to do at times. So um, I think there's definitely an opportunity to exploit their secondary, especially. Oh yeah. Sleep on our wide receiver core. I dare you. (laughs) Literally. I mean, the mismatches they create, like I would, the silent killer, I'm ready for it. I need Amari to just go off. Yeah. That's my silent killer right there. Exactly. Um, Doesn't make too much fuss, just uh, he's there when you need him. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's another thing for me. And then also in general, their offensive line, I mean, again, (laughs) we can relate to this. Um, They've had 13 different offensive line groupings in 14 games. So I just, I think that that's something the Cowboys are dealing with as well. Which is funny, as I walk through some of the issues <clears throat> that this team has faced, I'm like, wait, <laughs> yeah. I see some similarities. <laughs> Tale of two teams. Tale of two teams. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that they 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 had six sacks last weekend against Jalen Hurts. And so, again, if this defensive line unit <clears throat> and DeMarcus Lawrence and team can come out and really, truly start the game off strong like they did again recently I feel like that's another really good opportunity for this Cowboys team to get a leg up and truly get a victory this weekend yeah I mean um for uh what am I trying to say for superstitious reasons yes I'm gonna say that we're gonna lose um but just know that um, it's for superstitious reasons that I say that. I reasons alone. I I like where your head's at. I I'm um I I think this is going to be a good game, man. I'm not going to lie. I mean, so <clears throat> there's a lot of implications on this game. The um, 
Washington game was flexed. So we thought it was going to be a noon game. So if Washington wins, then the cow against Carolina, then the Cowboys are out um, of playoff contention. But, Which is so many. Right, right. So we won't know. We won't know until pretty much the same time as our game because they're playing the same time as yeah. us. Um, Giants are playing at noon. <clears throat> so either way, I feel like whoever, I mean, who, I know this, whoever wins this game <laughs> can, can potentially keep going should Washington lose. Right. But this is like a do or die situation for us this weekend, which just feels fitting because it's the Eagles. And also, I just have to say something really quickly. I'm really kind of irritated that we're playing the Eagles on Christmas week because I had like several green shirts that I wanted to wear. And on principle alone, I couldn't wear them. Yeah, you're going to have to go with a different festive tone. I'm wearing red and I haven't worn red in a long time. I can't wear red. It doesn't go with my complexion, but it's it's very I'm wearing red today and I'm like it's very I like red but my mom always made me wear a lot of red when I was younger she was like red is your color and we all know that I like to wear black because it's the color of my soul and so it just feels a little out of sorts for me to be wearing such a bright shade I mean as a uh, homegrown Husker fan um, I had to wear red a lot and therefore I know that I look bad in it um so I, I usually choose the white face with a little red on it. I am actually, I, you know, as you know, I went to KU and SMU. This isn't quite like KU SMU red. It's definitely Husker red. Like I'm wearing a vintage red t-shirt. It's Husker red. So I'll take a picture for you because this just feels like a moment in time that you, I, you'll appreciate. Me. <laughs> as long as we tag Husker Jean, we're good. Yes. Wearing, repping the red for Husker Jean. That's right. I love it. Um, all right. So Husker Jean is my dad, for those of you who do not know that. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> not, a, not common knowledge. Sorry. <laughs> we're, bringing our, we're bringing our inside, inside <laughs> folks and knowledge. Right. Sorry, y'all. Um, okay, so real quick, I, I want to get your you know, final thoughts on, on if you think the Cowboys are going to win. Eagles are favored by one and a half. FYI on that front um and are you thinking are you going to give the win to the Cowboys you're going to give it to the Eagles for superstitious reasons I'm going to say that the (laughs) Cowboys are going to lose okay by 30 to 27 I I too think oh what do I think I don't know I'm afraid to jinx them right now well, you have said that they're going to win the last couple of weeks, so I think it's fine. Okay, I'll just say they're going to win. This is what we do. I'll say they're going to win. They're going to win, and it's going to be really close. And we're all going to be freaking out. And then Nice Wander and our special teams units are going to do something great. And all y'all are going to tweet at me and be like, oh, special teams, though. And I'm going to be like, do I like special teams again? And that's what's going to go down. So, and Jalen Hurts is going to go off and we're all going to be like, uh, so good thing he's not a running back, but we still hate him. And <laughs> yeah, um, that's what's going to happen. I can see it now. Okay, cool. All right. I want to get your thoughts though, before we, we, we wrap up, there yeah. were no pro bowlers from the Cowboys hmm. this year. And that is the first time this has happened since 1989 listen man let me just say this i wasn't even born yet me either 
And so I, this season has been a big bag of poo and, but damn it, if we're not going to set some records, (laughs) 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 Um, my thoughts on it are that ouch and yikes and WTF and it kind of makes sense. You know, honestly, what we should do is just at the end of this year, just do the Dundies. Like that's what this feels like. We should. We needed to have the Cowboys, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys Dundies edition, because that's the only way I feel like we can give any awards out. Because we, that's just where we're at. Yeah. I best name turned into an emoji. CD Lamb. Yes. Uh, best uh, fullback we never had. Antoine Woods, <laughs> um, best, best backup, 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 backup quarterback, Blake oh, Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get to do it though. Listen, I'm giving. He's him on credit. standby. I'm giving him credit for last week. He gets a little credit for punching that in. Like that's just what that I'm. Okay. I'm counting that as a quarterback movement. Okay. <laughs> he made a quarterback move with the ball. He made, a, he made a quarterback move with the ball. So therefore that counts as a quarterback rep. All right. <laughs> so Blake Bell is now quarterback. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Uh, the, as the only person driving that train, um, go ahead. Yeah. The thing <laughs> I don't publicly tweet about this, like, otherwise he'd probably be like creeped out. He's like, why does this shit talk about me so much? Like I'm married or he's probably married, something like that. And his wife's like, this, you have like this random creepy fan who just likes to talk about you regularly in, in contexts that don't even apply to what your job is. And I'm like, here we are, 24. <laughs> I'm an only child, so I have had to find ways to entertain myself on my own over the years. So this is welcome to it. you're doing a good job. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I too was surprised, but then I started to think about it some more. And I was like, listen, the people that normally get, we all know the Pro Bowl voting is is just kind of arbitrary, right? And it's not, it's just, it's just a little different, right? And that's fine. But at the end of the day, it starts to become a name game. And the guys that are typically names for the Cowboys, the Tyron Smiths, the Zach Martins, the, you know, guys like that, they haven't even played a full season for us this year. So, you know, I think that it's kind of, and I also think again, like considering the way that you get to the Pro Bowl and you the voting happens, I think it's really difficult for a lot of people to be excited about what the Cowboys have brought to the table this season. <laughs> so I guess I'm saying is I kind of get it. I mean, I think the one that some people were surprised at were maybe like the CD lamb and obviously Justin Jefferson made it in and they've been compared a lot, but you know, I mean, Justin Jefferson's just doing a little bit better than him numerically, I think this season and, and his team isn't quite as horrific. Um, I mean, next year's gonna, I just feel as though next year will just be a different story when we have some, consistency back in our lives at the quarterback position so let me just say this 
Ain't nobody trying to go to a pandemic Pro Bowl. I've been yeah. to Pro Bowl. Those are the lamest ones of all. I like they're doing it virtual. Where are they even going to do it? Don't <laughs> waste my time. Like I like literally don't waste my time. So you I know, don't what? watch a Pro Bowl anyways. To be no. quite honest, dude, I've been to I don't know like three Pro Bowls. Ask me how many times I've stayed for the actual game. None. Like no one cares about the game. That you go to the Pro Bowl to go to Disney, and. Um, that's it. I, I would go to go to Hawaii, but that's just me. Well, it's hilarious because the times that I've been able to go, it's that's the Cowboys curse, man. Whenever the Cowboys have worked the Pro Bowl, so what it is is the the, the coaching staff. It's like the I think it's the T. I'm forgetting it right now, but it's when you it's the second place team in the NFC Championship game or something like that. They are the coaching staff that has to go <clears throat> work the pro bowl. And so, you know, the Cowboys have had a couple of decent runs and then they, they ended and, but you know, concession was going to the pro bowl and I was uh, dating an equipment manager at the time. So like they send your, your significant other too, which was super fun. But um, every time they've coached, <laughs> it's never been in Hawaii. <laughs> it's like, come I mean, on, it's man. It's probably a little easier to send people and their significant others if, it's not in Hawaii. Um, so that might be just why in general. Yeah. They're just being cheap. I, I mean, flying to Hawaii is expensive. It really is. I haven't been to Hawaii since high school. Maybe go. I haven't been to Hawaii since I was born. You went when you were born? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, your parents are traveling. Like I plan to travel with my No, parents. they did take, to, take me to Miami when I was like an baby fresh baby infant but I think there's something to that man <clears throat> like I think there's something to traveling with kids when you're younger because then you like normalize it for them and they just they don't freak out I don't know I've never had kids so I'm like I'm well I don't know about that because like there was a quite a long stage in my life where I just would like lose my shit dude at, me too <laughs> when we were taking off and when we were landing I was like this is not normal <laughs> <laughs> oh now I'm I'm accustomed, but <clears throat> I was straight tantrum in the airport. Like we lived in Atlanta, and I think um, I mean my bless my parents. Like I literally I had a full blown temper tantrum and like threw myself in the middle of the floor in the middle of the terminal in Atlanta, which Atlanta is a pretty decently sized airport. I mean, <clears throat> bless my parents for everything that I put them through. Like straight up, I was just like a, it, it shouldn't surprise anyone. Like I was a hot mess express kid. Like I like bumped and bruised myself. Like I would drop like jars, like like jars on my head and had to get stitches. Like, the, like they tried to call child protective services because I went to the emergency room so many times and it was all my own fault. <laughs> like kids are crazy, man. <clears throat> I mean, literally, it's just no wonder my parents only had me. <laughs> So good luck and God bless to all those people that are traveling with children. Yes, seriously. It's true. All right. Well, um, we feel prepared. I'm not going to say good, but I think this is going to be a fun game, an interesting game. <clears throat> and yeah, if, I'm actually looking forward to this one. Me too, man. I mean, listen, if we lose, like at least we're going to have something interesting to talk about and it'll be we'll get a rest up and recover for next year I mean obviously you have someone talk about the draft <laughs> yeah there's one more game left and it's the Giants yes. so 
you know, it's just, it'll, it is what it is at this point, y'all. And I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, pray to Santa Claus, right? Leave him lots of cookies. Hopefully you left him the good stuff. So he's not mad at all of us, but um, whatever you're hoping and wishing for, whether that's a high draft picked or just a Cowboys victory, or maybe your straight moral victories at this point, I hope you get it. And little uh, victories for all little victories for all and to all a good night. Yes. And I would just say this, I think, um, you know, I hope you guys all have a really happy holiday. I know this year has been so freaking tough for a lot of people. And um, I know a lot of people aren't spending the holidays the way they prefer. And I think that's really heartbreaking. And, um, but I would just say that we appreciate you guys tuning in and hopefully what we've made here for you all has provided at least some sense of um, distraction, solace, comfort, something to, you know, kind of help get you through. Uh, I know it's been that for me. Um, and I feel, I feel grateful to be able to do this. And I also feel really hopeful about the future and life eventually getting back to normal. And so I would just say, hang in there because this year is some shit and, um, we're all in this together. facts so love you all but meg um there's some super important words that you need to leave us with so why don't you go ahead and tell the good people what's up dallas forever philly for never let's get this bread (laughs) you heard you heard her (laughs) y'all merry christmas and bye guys bye Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.